to you And if I heave her Yeah, I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you Given the chance, we would love to control our own destiny. In fact, a recent Perdido Key Association survey showed 78% support of, for municipal incorporation. And we found that same sen sentiment throughout the mainland Perdido area and in rarity. Oh, man. <laughs> this is a big deal. You've got that Steve Brentro. He was speaking at the legislative delegation meeting the other night. Thank you to Studio 850 for carrying video of that. Um, but talking about how there's a pretty strong push now in Perdido, the Perdido Key and part of the mainland Perdido, to incorporate as what they call government light. Joining us now, uh, the key organizer for the movement, Steve Brentro. Uh, Steve, welcome to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, thanks, Andrew. Great hey, to be here. Absolutely. So uh, let's imagine that there are a lot of people who are hearing this for the very first time. And aside from the what <laughs> kind of reaction that some people are having, can you maybe <laughs> tell folks you know, why you guys want to incorporate Perdido? Sure. First of all, I want to be clear. You know, people have heard rumblings probably in the past about the, the key wanting to incorporate. Um, that's been a, a topic over the years. But this is not just a Perdido key thing. This is a Perdido thing. There's, um, you know, you get past the West side and you run into a whole area of people, 20,000 people that identify as living in Perdido and that's us. And we're, we're a very inconvenient location for the delivery of County services. I mean, imagine you jump in a truck or a car to come out here. That's an hour round trip, at least every time they have to come out here. Um, and it ends up being, you know, Beaches and parks are, are maintained like once a week instead of daily. Um, you, you just have a slew of problems, and it and it stresses the rest of the county out um, because it pulls funds and vehicles away from them. So, you know, we we would like to be able to make local decisions on local issues and not have to bother the county with it, and it'll reduce the strain on the county, help our neighbors in the county. I mean, there's plenty of other places in district one and district two that could really use attention um in addition to us and if we're helping take care of ourselves you know if we grow up and and move out of the house then um it, it just makes everybody's life easier so that's that's some of the reasons but i could talk for an hour no, sure. I, I, I know and i'm sure having worked on this for quite a while now how, how long have you all been working on this by the way so I started researching this a little over three months ago. Um, I I was put in contact with you know the tax assessor's office. I'm a I'm a numbers guy. Uh, I love to crunch data and and analyze things. And I pulled all the tax roll information and did all the analysis. Figured out that you know we've got three and a half billion dollars worth of taxable real estate value out here after homestead exemptions. Um, we're a very healthy area. We generate sixty million dollars of tax revenue every year for the county. Um, so we're very strong. Um, and the people that I started running into when I was uh, talking about this and researching this are phenomenal people. I mean, the skill level, the intelligence level is just off the charts. They are very, very talented, committed people who care about this community and really want to uh, preserve Perdido's charm. And they feel like the, the county is not conducive to that zoning and planning is not conducive to that so now just just for people who might be unclear um i'm looking at the map you guys have put out and it's 
I think the immediate first reaction people might have is it's Perdido Key and in a rarity and, you know, a couple of the little areas there. But this is really a large section of the west side, basically everything west of Blue Angel and west of Dog Track at that bend. That's what you have. So it's like Paradise Beach all the way down and through and around, right? Right. And, and to be clear, this, those boundaries are set up for research purposes because okay. you have to draw the line someplace when you're getting data. So, um, but everybody, everybody within that area, I think would, if you asked them, say, where do you live? They would consider Perdido as their home. So it's a region so with an identity, right? Yes, exactly. Which, it's, you know, in the long term helps with the strength of communities when you have a, uh, an identity that's common. So. And, and I, w- I will tell you one thing is compared to the potential city lines that you guys are looking at here, compared to the city of Pensacola, oh, my God, super simple. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to see this. Now, right. <laughs> now one thing, uh, just just because we had talked about this quite a bit, uh, obviously within the last year, uh, Jeff Burgosh, Mission Burgosh, pushed heavily for a very radical redrawing of the boundaries for districts one, two, three, and four, or well, one and two, really. Um, and you started this three months ago. Some people will view this as a, well, we're just, we don't want Jeff Bergash to be our commissioner. We want to be our own city. Is that, is that even part of this at all? No. And I'll tell you why, because we will always be in a Scambia school district. We will always be district one and district two um, and have those commissioner seats um, as our commissioners. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's Valentino, if it's, uh, you know, if it's Kohler, if it's Bergosh, if you can go back in history, it's we'll always be Escambia County. Just and like the city is, the, is just, you know, the city's within Bender's district and Lumen Mays district and all of that. Okay, that that I just and I just wanted to clarify exactly. that because I think some people might perceive it that way. But interesting note: within 24 hours of you making this announcement, you do have Commissioner Bergash coming out and advocating for one of your hot button items: uh, a new fire station on Paradise Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's because the, the other thing that we're asking for, you know, the, the ability to make decisions for ourselves, that's something that he couldn't immediately deliver on. Mm, <laughs> so right. Right. I think he went off after the easy one. But, you know, that fire station is, has been missing now for I thought it was four years, but he corrected, I, I guess, five years. Mm. At least, uh, Channel three did. So if you figure a thousand houses up there that have to pay a thousand dollars extra year in property insurance. That's $5 million coming directly out of the pockets of these homeowners. Mm. And, yeah. uh, commissioner Bergash is going to pull a million dollars out of his discretionary fund to pay for, um, you know, I don't know what he's going to get for a million dollars. I don't know if he's looked at budgets for how to set up a fire station, but that doesn't even hardly begin to address it. So, um, but the the point is, you know, you add to that coming out of the discretionary fund. He said at district town hall meeting that twenty million dollars he was committing out of the discretionary funds to help speed the state road project along. So that's twenty one million dollars out of discretionary funds in the last three months that he's announced that are going to further strain the county and our surrounding communities to do things that if we had local control over local issues, we could help speed along too. I mean, as a city, we get a seat on the TPO, the transportation yeah. planning organization. Yeah. So we can, and, and a vote. And so we can help address some of these issues with them and work with the County instead of just, you know, having to wait for, uh, you know, some handouts every once in a while when, when people stand up in front of the mic at the, 
delegation meetings, apparently. <laughs> well, we're talking to uh, Steve Brentro. He is uh, one of the key organizers for the Incorporate Perdido movement. And uh, in fact, their uh, their slogan is weareperdido.org. That's the website you can look at. Uh, Steve, hang on for just a second, because I do want to ask a couple other questions before we let you go. Candy's got traffic on the fives in the moment. Yeah. And uh, we're not showing any slowdowns or delays, except uh, in Mobile Highway near Ruby's Fish Camp. It looks like there's a deer in the westbound lane or deer in the westbound lanes. It uh, doesn't say if they're alive or not, but use caution. Watch for them. Debris on the roadway. Oh, just answer my question. Um, if you see that accident or slowdown, please uh, text in 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Steve Brentro with wearepreduder.org. Uh, so just one thing, I think when people first hear this, and I even know my kind of first reaction was, oh, y'all want to secede from the county. But you've made it very clear. You don't want to secede from the county, just like Pensacola did not secede from Escambia County as being a city. Um, but you want to have more local control. You want to be able to uh, con- you know, make decisions locally and kind of keep the the funds at home instead of having to go out to the county and then have somebody drive down to service you and take care of the stuff that you need. And I think that's probably one of the key things is um, you guys are not trying to be full-blown a whole nother level of government like the city of Pensacola with several hundred employees. You guys have this concept of government light, which is a much lighter touch just with local control. Is that right? That's right. And it's, it's not a new concept. Um, as we were researching, there's multiple cities in Florida that use it very successfully. These are award-winning cities. DeBerry, Florida, Western Florida, Fort Myers uh, Beach. Um, unfortunately, they got hit really hard with the, the hurricane there. But um, they're all award-winning cities. And just to give you an idea of the scale, uh, Weston has 67,000 people. And using this model they have 10 city employees, Wow, 10 paid city employees. Uh, compared to like Just Pensacola amazing. where it's, you know, 50,000 people. And I think the number 700, if I'm remembering correctly, employees, but you guys, but you guys wouldn't control right. everything. Like you would still use Escambia County Sheriff's office, but you would have your own fire service. Is that right? So uh, the way you said that, it, uh, we would control everything actually. Oh, okay. Um, it's, we get to manage everything through service contracts and their intergovernmental service contacts contracts, but it's back out to existing service providers. So like hats off to the sheriff's department. They do an excellent job. We may need more patrols in areas from time to time, but instead of having to go through the County and try to negotiate getting more patrols, our contract managers locally would say, Hey, let's bump up service right here. The sheriff's department says, well, how much more do you want? This is how much it costs. We write the check, send it, you know, they get paid that way. They, it's it's the same money going places. It's just coming from, um, you know, a different bank account, if you will. Okay. And, and, and the net effect on people who live in Perdido, if this turned out, would it be a tax increase? Would it be uh, same tax level, just shifted where the tax funds go? What would be the net impact on a resident? And I know this is like you have to go through a whole process of figuring all this stuff out and having, you know, documented answers to these questions. But at this very early phase, what's your sense? So this is... I, I can't answer that directly, and because it's because of the feasibility study. Okay. Because Fair enough. when they go through that process, they might discover that we have revenue sources that we didn't even realize that we could tap into, and so they look at every pod, they turn over every stone, every leaf, and and figure out what the lay of the land is, and then come up with a uh, budget proposal, a five-year uh, proposal that outlines 
how we can accomplish what our citizens want here locally. Got it. And that, at that point, we start to see, okay, this is maybe um, maybe property taxes go up by a mill or something. I have no idea. And don't quote me on these numbers. But um, the other thing. Well, you didn't is say them on the radio or anything, so it's dollars. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, this is on the record. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's but I but I, I take that's that funny. answer seriously. Like you know, that's part of this process is to do all of that study and to find out exactly what the shape of the proposal is going to be, so that when people, if it ever does come to a vote in 2024, people will know all those details and have the information in order to make an informed decision. Wow, really interesting stuff, yep. Steve. I know we could talk about this quite a bit more, but uh, thanks for joining me this morning. I know we'll keep in touch and talk about this as the process moves forward. But, um, you know, best of luck. I'm a big fan of uh, self-government, local government. And, uh, you know, I don't have a strong position in favor of this. I guess I lean for it because if you guys want it, then I'm, I want it for you. Uh, but thanks for bringing this forward and spending some time with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on.